0: Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, the indoor cycling program that lets you ride courses from all across the globe, including your chance to ride on the course from the Richmond World Championships in 2015, where Peter Sagan won. See how you compare. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today.
1: Bonjour, 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 and uh, you guessed it with the music, it's Bastille Day, it's the review of the stage of Bastille Day, 14th of July in France, I'm Christophe Mallet and I'm your host for this Zwift to the France podcast, let me remind you that you can uh, download and stream it on uh, soundcloud, soundcloud.com slash cyclingcentral, you can also get it from our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central and you can schedule some rides with our good friends at zwift check them at zwift.com and i'm joined here by dave Mackenzie. hi dave how are you going okay i'm ready for it come on i'm all right i'm just doing okay it's a french win again the fourth french win yes i am pumping again now hang on a minute You were talking about what you are going to
2: wear. For some weird reason, you tell me what you're going to wear the next day. I think you were talking about the shoes. You've gone the whole colour coordination. What's going? And I don't know, what
1: order? You've gone blue, white and red. Is that the order? It is the order. I am wearing the flag and I'm so proud. And you know what? Hearing that Marseillaise or on? it's music to my ear. It's a dulcet tone for me. A dulcet. Oh, my God. You know, that is one of the one words in the English
2: language that I really dislike. But... Deep breath, I'll let you get away with it just
1: this once. Come on, it's it's your
2: national holiday. I get it, it's cool. It's like
1: Australia Day. What did you say yesterday? Bardet missed it by, by one and you win on Australia Day. But maybe the actual real winner is Warren Bargill because he's done it right. He's, look, he's been. Wow, he was super, wasn't he? He was
2: absolutely super and. You know, I asked him in the um, when I uh, interviewed him after he, uh, you know, w- whether or not he thought he'd win after Sean and wow, you know, he, he was just so positive, that, an upbeat, that was the main thing. Let's have a listen to uh,
1: Warren Bargy straight after the win. It's actually uh, your interview uh, in English. He's pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's crazy day for me. Just amazing. It's uh, it's nice to win today. It's the 14th of July, yeah. and uh, yeah, I have no word to to say it.
2: Did you think? A few days ago, and was it Chambry? And you thought, "Damn," because not many riders get too many opportunities to win stages at the Tour.
0: Yeah,
1: but I'm the guy who never give up. That's the thing. When I when I fell or I, I, when when something is wrong, I just think about uh, to be positive for the next time. On the day after, I just forget it. Because if you are start to think about, "Yeah, I lose it" or something like that, then then it's just negative sink negative your in your head. It's just turning into bad thing. And I was just thinking, yeah, you have still a few opportunities. You just need to go for it. And I, I just go for it. That was Warren Bargill. Pretty happy on the national day. Well, I am happy. Imagine how happy he is. He, he was pumped, wasn't he? And so
2: he should be because, I mean, he had some big injuries. He fractured his hip, I think, didn't he, uh, earlier in the season. I've just I'm lost so much going on. I can't remember exactly where he did it. But he's only actually... It was about eight weeks ago. So, that in itself, the fact that he is back racing in itself is impressive. The fact that he made the tour team, he's finished second in the stage by what, an inch, and now he's won a stage on Bastille Day wearing the polka dot jersey. It doesn't get much better than that.
1: Yeah, I don't think he can. Uh, if we recap a bit on the on the race, we knew he was going to be... Uh, we knew he was a short stage. We knew he was punchy. We said it yesterday. We talked about Contador yesterday being the man that probably needed the most to show the jersey. Boy, he did today. He, he really
2: did. He really did. And... Uh... He didn't win the stage, Contador, but um, it was great to see Contador, the Alberto that we know. You know, I think we all want to see that from him. We were, I think, we're disappointed that he hasn't been that serious contender because we sort of, I built it up that he was going to be in my head pre pre Dusseldorf. I thought Alberto Contador could well win the Tour again, and uh, I think you know he's just on the other side of uh, the right age, I guess, to win the Tour de France, and and that form's just not going to be there for
1: three weeks, but. Yeah, we sh- we just got a last little glimpse of it. We saw a glimpse of uh, Nairo Quintana as well, which was somewhat surprising on a day like today.
2: It was Im- yeah, it was impressive. Uh, for me, in some ways, no. Um, only because I think it, they had to attack. Those guys had to... Those, they're so far down in terms of general classification. They had to attack Contador and Quintana. However, you still have to have the legs to do it. So in that respect, yes, I'm a little bit surprised that he had the legs. Um, but that's... It was always going to happen. That stage wasn't it? The shorter, the shorter the stages, three category one climbs with an eighteen, sixteen, eighteen percent finale of that final climb. It just had it had it written all over it that it was going to be an exciting one.
1: I don't want to blow our own trumpet, but what the heck? It's national. It's my national day. I'll do it. A uh, French win, uh, but we got it right yesterday. We mentioned Quintana. We mentioned Contador. Those guys animated the race. Yes, they did. They, they animated the race.
2: However. I will say once again, you know, Bagil was, he was impressive because the, guy that, the guys that he's with, we, that we've just mentioned, you know, he had to ride with them. And at one point he nearly got dropped, I think on that last climb, and he hung, he hung in there, got the points as well. So for him now, I, I find it hard for anyone now to take the polka dot jersey off him. I know it's a long way to go to Paris, but
1: he's in the box seat. There's a few uh, mountain tops on the way as well. Uh, let's carry on. To just one last thing on, on, on Bargil. The way he took the last corner, because it's almost like a criterium here, uh, the, the finish in four, uh, but the way he took that corner, you see they all went on the right, but he went on the left, and he ended up being in the front at the end of that corner. That was the clever bit. Yes, it was, and I just wonder if he'd wreck it. I don't think he... He didn't say it
2: in the interview, did he? But he... No, he took it wide. You know what the difference was? Alberto took it obviously nice and sharp and, and uh, on the inside, and he slowed down. Bargill he went the longer way around the corner, but he held his speed, so he just went quicker. And he came out, he, the gear was already going. And by the time they came out of that corner and straightened up, it's 150 to go. It was 200 at the corner, but it was 150 to go out of the corner. That's You can sprint flat out to the line from there, so well done to him.
1: Uh, one last discussion on, on this stage. Uh, we do like the shorter stage. They do actually produce good television. You, I mean, we mentioned it a few times. We're in the business of entertainment. If it was just for entertainment, that was entertaining. Yes, 100%. And it begs the question, and I never thought
2: I'd say this, but, you know, I'm, I've been around the sport since I was four years old. I'm, I'm uh, a little bit over 30, <laughs> let's say that much. But no, I've been, in, I've been in the sport my whole life. So I'm, I'm a fairly traditionalist when it comes to the racing I never thought I'd say it, make them shorter. Make the longest stage in the Tour de France, 150 kilometres. We're in, we're in the industry, all of us here, the cyclists, all of us people in TV, print, everything, and podcasts of entertainment. That's what the sport is. So I think they need to really think about cutting the stages back and making them more punchier, more sharp. sharper, stuff like that. even sprint stages, 100 kilometres, done in 2 hours and 20 minutes. How good would that be?
1: Absolutely. Well, Christian Pruden uh, answered that question in a in French interview where... You know, uh, I don't know if he's pragmatic or just being a bit snarky, but he said, uh, you know, if you want to enjoy the shorter stage, you've got to have longer stage. But the reality is uh, that's a bit of a deviation. The shorter stage is more entertaining. End of.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Does he listen to our podcast? I don't know, but he should. Well, okay. Well, okay I'll speak really quick in
2: English so he doesn't understand <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying and with a strong accent. <laughs> okay. No, he's wrong. He's wrong. You don't have to have the long stages to enjoy the shorter ones. Just, just make a perfect r- route of France where you can do that. You know, I, no, I disagree. And I never, again, I never thought I'd say this, but just in this edition, I've actually thought no, we need to, they need to um, change. So I'm going to go find him now in the
1: compound and tell him. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take a short break, and then uh, when we come back, we carry on the French theme. We'll find out how much work is put by the French national broadcaster to produce this sort de France Four TV. It's a massive operation. Just how massive? Let's find out straight after this.
0: Did you know that Zwift has hosted the first ever virtual Fondo? Yeah, it started back in March with the Maratona Does Dolomites eFondo and they've since created a series of fondos once a month for anyone to join. It's a really cool way to join a challenging mass start participation event that rewards competition. Everyone gets to ride at their own pace and try to set their best time. The first eFondo in Zwift had over 3,000 participants. Impressive. Check out Zwift for yourself at Zwift.com today.
1: I'm with uh, Sylvain Ferret from uh, France Television. Hi, Sylvain. Hello. Let's talk about uh, how strong France Television is on the Tour de France because all the images, everything we get in Australia back in our lounge comes from a truck based in France Television. How many people are working on this deployment and how many?
3: what's the logistics behind? Well, I think that for all the crew is for 4,500 people who are working on the Tour de France and just for France television i think it's 350 or something like that so we have one team who makes the the pictures uh, for for the race and we have one team we are like a, a journalist and broadcasting uh, crew yeah.
1: when we walk in the zone technique there's pretty much half the trucks are france television how many trucks are
3: we talking about what's the what's the num- what are the numbers behind all this well every day we move uh, around uh, 15 trucks uh, for the pitcher, for the team, for all the all the stuff we have. And and I think they make uh, around 60 kilometers of cable. They are going uh, out every day. Out of the truck, on the
1: ground, yeah. back in the truck, out of the truck,
3: yeah. on the ground. Every day, yeah. And we have a special team of drivers who take the truck at the end of the day and they drive to the next stage during the night. And then they go to rest. And other people arrived and take the trucks and plug everything, plug all the cable, and make it ready for for the show. How do you make the uh, image, the picture, being so crisp, so nice on on TV? It's a
1: challenge every day, I guess.
3: Yeah, well, we previously we have done four months of uh, recovery of uh, we make all the road with the director. And like that, we we can check all the stuff that needs to be shot, like uh, castles, church, very nice place, very uh, nice uh, panoramic view and everything. So everything is on the book. And all the choppers, they have that book, and they know with the GPS point, where they have to go to to make all the the, the nice picture we call beauty, beauty shot. How many uh, choppers, how many helicopters are we talking about? We have two choppers with a a webcam unit, to make that beautiful picture with uh, no vibration, no, nothing, very clean. And we have another one who makes the uh, here for the HF uh, views, relay. Yeah? And we have also uh, a plane who goes very up in the sky and make every, every day makes some circle just above the, of the race. Uh, for, for the same relay for the, for the picture. Yeah. So three helicopters and one plane yeah. to send the pictures? Yeah, and five motorcycles we have on the, on the race, and uh, on the front of the race, and the back of the race, and, and the director man, manage them to, to, to tell the story of the, of the day of the race.
1: Is there stages that are harder than
3: others, like rain or mountain? What's the hardest? Well, the hardest are the mountains because uh, the last time, uh, last day in Chambéry, there is a three high mountains uh, uh, out of category, we say. That's the most difficult. And the weather was very hot, very warm. So it was very, very hard. Uh, in terms of the, the changes, have you seen
1: changes in, in how France Television uh, does all this over the, over the years you've worked on it?
3: Yeah, well, we, we try every day to make it better and, uh, and, uh, and have a, a stronger uh, crew for not having trouble with a, a black uh, image on, on the television or stuff like that. But we still have problems with the tunnels and with the high mountain because sometimes the picture cannot, cannot pass by a chef. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, we, we, make, uh, we, we try harder to have it something nice and, and clean. How, m- how many nightmares do you have during the tour? Of things not working, it must be quite stressful well the thing is um, I'm working on on the preparation during uh, 4 months so normally if I'm doing a a nice job during those 4 months the only thing that can happen after is something uh, that you can prevent it's uh, a very strong nice uh, weather uh, an accident or something like that, but for that you you can do nothing because it's not uh, of your of your uh, competence so I don't do nightmares. <laughs> uh our taste is the champagne do you, when you have it in, on the Champs-Élysées. <laughs> uh well, you know the thing is when we are finished on the Champs-Élysées, uh, our job is not finished because we have to dispatch all the all the crew of the material we have because it's a big operation so we have some material some stuff we are going from everywhere in France. So we have to send it back. So, so it's, not, uh, it's not finished for us uh, at the end of the Champs-Élysées. Okay, but I hope you're going to have at least a glass of champagne on the Champs-Élysées. Thank you, yeah. Sylvain. One, one glass or two glasses, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sylvain. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
0: Sometimes you just can't get outside for a ride because it's either late at night or the weather is just horrible or you have other family commitments. The beauty of Zwift is you can Zwift at any time of day for however long you like there's always a community of friendly cyclists and competitors waiting to take on the roads of Watopia or Richmond where the World Championships were held in 2015. Perfect for the time-crunched athlete or new cyclist. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today.
1: Uh, Welcome back to the Zwift Tour de France podcast. Maka, uh, tonight we're heading to uh, Rodez. What do you make of this stage? 181 kilometers. It's going to be a long one.
2: You know who's come straight into my head? Greg Van Avermaet, because he said at the very start of the tour that that's a stage that he's earmarked. So definitely a stage for BMC. They've got to control it, though. These are the stages where you get the opportunist riders, the real opportunist riders, because it's a tricky uphill finish. Would you believe? I rode into Rodez on my little uh, trickle through France about three months ago, and uh, I rode up that finishing climb up up to the, the, the old part of Rodez as you would know. So yeah it's it's gonna be a tough stage.
1: What do we make of uh, of the impact for BMC on a stage like this? Because of course we all know they lost Richie. Mentally they had to rebuild themselves. The objective, the target has completely changed for the year. How important is them for them to win in Rodez? Yeah it's important for them, you know they're a big team, big budget, big riders.
2: They've had some victories this year. So I think it's just more, I think it's important for them for their state of mind and to just say we haven't thrown the towel in, you know. We're a team of superstars and this is why, This is how we can bounce back. So I think it's, it's not, I don't think it's important for outside, externally. I think it's important internally just for them to say, yeah, we, we, can, we can pick the pieces up. We've lost our guy in port who we thought could win the Tour de France, and, uh, but we're not, we're not throwing the towel in.
1: Do you think he's still uh, sitting back in Monaco giving some advice, Richie?
2: Uh, who knows? He's, he's been he's been saying a little bit though, hasn't he? I think uh, I'll quote: "It's been a, it's a bit of a joke," and he was referring to the Tour de France course. Did you see
1: that? I, I, yeah, completely. And then uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm in two minds about it. I know you are in two minds yeah. too because do you know what? No one else crashed. Or Dan Martin crashed, but no one else crashed in that in that descent so heavily as him. So does that mean? I don't know. Is he a bit bitter? Uh, yeah, it's a harsh word. I'll, I'll let it come out of your mouth rather than
2: mine. Well, <laughs> yeah, I dare say I,
1: I, is that a bit. I, I think there's a bit of bitterness in you know?
2: it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about. I don't know if I'll go as far as say bitterness. I, I'm, I I'm, my, my, my vocabulary,
1: my oh. vocabulary is limited. That's
2: why. Oh no, no you're using that excuse. <laughs> I, I, I pull a French card on this <laughs> one. Yeah, you're like. You know what? You're like Gabriel Gatte. I reckon he speaks complete Aussie ocker. I've seen a couple of a couple of his funny YouTube hits. You both pretend you've been in. Australia long enough, and you put on the French accent.
1: But you know, it's radio, it's a podcast. What makes you think I'm not Gabriel Gatte? <laughs> well,
2: well, I know you're not because I'm looking you up and down. Although, I, I, believe it or not, peeps, we're, we're digressing a bit.
1: I've never actually met Gabriel Gatte. <laughs> believe that. I'll, I'll, I'll arrange that for you. He's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, going back to the stage, uh, riding into Rodez, there's two Cat three. Um, where do you see the, the danger on that? on that? For guys like Aru, guys like Froome, guys like Bardet, where is there a danger around or
2: not? It'll be right at the finish. There'll be just potential time splits at the end. So if riders like that you just mentioned, the GC guys, get out of position, that's the danger. Um, and it splits. You know, it splits in the last two kilometres up that final climb and then it does drop down a little bit to the finish. If they've lost 10, 15 seconds out of position, you know, the GC is separated. The top four is separated by 35 seconds. So there's
1: nothing in it at the moment. Are they waiting, sitting down to go back to those bigger climbs to come? Do you think maybe some teams are regrouping, maybe not targeting this necessary this stage? I mean, I know even Legac, who is uh, the last rider on, the, on the, the Tour de France from ADG, when I've interviewed him, he's targeting this one. Does that mean maybe the bigger team are sitting back a little, waiting for bigger things to come? You know what I was thinking just then?
2: Who is Lugac?
1: <laughs> well, Lugac is the last rider, and uh, we have an interview with him. I have a good, good interview He's a young guy. He's a young guy. But, yeah, he's three feetly saying, maybe there's something for me in Rodez. Does that mean that could, there could be an opportunity with bigger teams not necessarily targeting this one?
2: Yeah, I think the GC guys, yeah, it's a day to regroup. They can't take their, 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 their eye off the prize, finger off the pulse, but it's a day for them to regroup, and it's the opportunist teams that will totally look for this and because the first part is so long and flat you know there's a lot of opportunities for them to open up a big enough gap that they can hang on to the finish
1: yeah because the the next day after what's coming up tonight so tomorrow it's quite hilly so can, can this be a new way of calling a transition stage? I know we don't like this word, but could this be a transition stage in its own right tonight? Um, yes, yeah, Am, I may be wrong. You know? No, it is. It is. It's
2: totally a tra- it's transitional
1: stage. I think the finale
2: will be exciting, more exciting than some of the others that we've seen. Dare I say it? Um, uh, th- those so-called transitional stages. So I think, uh, I think this one, yes,
1: it, it's, it'll be. There'll, there'll be a bit of action. Okay, cool. Well, it's going to be uh, tonight on SBS. And this is it for us uh, coming from the Bastille Day stage, reviewing that Bastille Day stage all the way from Foix in the south of France near Toulouse. Let me remind you that you can download or stream this podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cyclingcentral. You can also check it out on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. And you can also schedule a ride on our lovely partner at Zwift, zwift zwift.com on behalf of the whole team here at SBS, bringing you the Tour de France all the way from the south of France. It's goodbye for now. Au revoir and à demain.
0: Thanks to Zwift for sponsoring the SBS Tour de France podcast. Every day throughout the Tour de France, there are SBS group rides that you can join and see how your wattage output compares to the likes of Richie Port and Chris Froome. Check it out today by visiting Zwift.com to learn more.